0: Some people think little girls should be seen and not heard. One, two, three, four!
1: People do feel very radically different about gender experience. I mean, that's
2: just like the rules of feminism.
1: That diversity is like the number one thing I think that has to be reckoned with. Agenda with women in the arts. Good morning, you are listening to Agenda on FBI Radio, your Saturday morning fix of art, politics, and trash from a feminist perspective my name is Tanya Ali
2: and I'm Mari Stewart I normally produce Agenda but I'm filling in today for Katie Winton who's in Melbourne at the moment for Next Wave Festival Agenda on FBI radio is broadcast on Gadigal land and I would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people as the original custodians of the land we broadcast on and pay my respects to their elders past and present I also acknowledge the significance of Redfern as a place of strength, resistance, knowledge sharing and storytelling for many communities, and I would like to honour that history.
1: Now mentorship is something that comes up pretty regularly on Agenda, whether it's formal mentorship programs like Ladies Who Listen, or FBI's own mentorship programs, or the Women in Electronic Music program, or even just the day-to-day mentors that have kind of impacted us in various ways. Katie had a chat
2: this week to Penelope Benton and Cody Egda. Penelope is the general manager of NAVA, the National Association for the Visual Arts, and Kobe is the assistant curator of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Art at the Art Gallery of New South Wales. And they spoke to Katie about the art of mentoring, which is a conversation happening as part of Movers and Makers 2018 Today, at Parramatta Artist Studios about diverse experiences in contemporary visual arts practice with informal and formal mentoring so we'll be hearing that conversation a bit later on in the show. Today on
1: Thoughts That Count we are asking you who your mentors are. Text us on 0409 945 945.
2: Yeah we want to hear from you and it's been a quiet week following the Met Gala but White feminism hasn't failed to anger the internet this week with a women's edit of Childish Gambino's This Is America that was created by YouTube comedian Nicole Arbour. The video appropriates Childish Gambino's nuanced exploration of race, police brutality and gun violence, replacing it with buzzwords like beauty standards, the glass ceiling and a random shout-out to titties for some reason. (laughs)
1: It is. It's quite a tough watch, but not too surprising coming from Nicole Arba after she went viral for her parody of Dear White People, which is a film and a subsequent Netflix series about the complexities of racism on American campuses. Arba's crude reinterpretation was named Dear Fat People um, and was used to give her a platform to body shame overweight people. Mmm, so no shortage of great
2: ideas apparently. <laughs> and in a response to the backlash to the women's edit of This Is America, Nicole suggested that everyone should make their own version of the video to show what life is like from their side. <laughs> So basically, it's a really bad mix of all lives matter sentiments and also piggybacking off the work and success of people of colour. So
1: not great. Yeah, really not great. (laughs) But on a much, much brighter note, the amazing Akenyo has released her debut EP, The Wave, and we are loving it so much. Uh, We are, as we said, talking about mentorship on Agenda today. And I feel that although I've never met Akenyo, I'm such a big fan of her that she's kind of become this mentor figure to me in a way, especially in in terms of music. I think she's one of my biggest current inspirations and I resonate with this EP on a cosmic level. Uh, so we're going to hear the closing track and possibly my favorite from the EP, which is called Utopia. And do stick around after this to hear about Taurus season and cryptocurrencies with Nikki Liakos for her astrology segment. You're listening to FBI Radio Agenda.
0: Green trees and water Up to my knees oh The birds singing concerto Or whatever we please It's paradise Iced tea and peaches Enticing bees Cause they know we don't need any money And they know this love is like honey And they know we don't need any money And they know this love is like honey Let's go back so when time is off track, only seconds and hands on my back, remember that. Let's skip down for a while, when no one else is around. And the voice of the people at the party stay there. Oh, and the voice of the people at the party stay there. And the voice of the people at the party stay Utopia, Utopia, Utopia There's two of us I wanna get lost with you. Utopia, Utopia, Utopia There's two of us I wanna get lost with you. Just each other is buzzing like I am love on HD screen No worries, no one else is to be seen I do the way we feel I do the way we feel
2: Classic one piece, you never look so lovely. The ocean crashes, but you're still laughing. Back to nature, no harm in that. No need for big city electricity right here.
0: Uh, and you know how I feel, and you know how I feel. Oh, when the time to come leave, remember the sense of ease. And you know how I feel, and you know how I feel. Oh, when it comes time to go back, remember the love we had. Stay there, and the voice of the people at the, 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 the party stay there, and the voice of the people at the party stay there, and the voice of the people at the party stay there, and the voice of the people at the party stay there. Utopia, Utopia, Utopia. Oh, yeah.
1: Tuned in to Agenda on FBI Radio, and we are currently joined in the studio by resident astrology expert Nikki Liakos. Hey Nikki, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good. How's your Taurus season going? Um, I mean, <laughs> I was asking you before what that meant. Yeah. I feel like, I'll just tell you how my week's been. It's yes. been pretty good. <laughs> um, I, it's been busy, but fun. A lot of new things happening, which is... Um, always great, but I'm feeling really positive this week. Does that line up at all with well, Taurus? Well, yeah, I'm
3: glad to hear that. So we experienced a new mean in Taurus on Tuesday, so perhaps you're feeling heaps indulgent at the moment, procrastinating, craving materialities, or wanting to focus on more aesthetic things in life. A very fitting description for Taurus, also fitting in light of the Mercedes-Benz fashion week that just went down. Um, So a little astro forecast, Uranus moved into Taurus on Tuesday too. Uranus is the planet of revolution, independence and surprise, provoking change and autonomy. How will this affect you personally? If you want to get really technical, you have to look at your birth chart and find out if you have any aspects in Taurus. If you do, then expect a shake-up within this particular aspect. So Uranus spends seven years in each sign Expect these themes to follow in the next seven years, ending in 2026. Oh, wow.
1: Okay. (laughs) We're in it for the long haul.
3: (laughs) So Uranus and Taurus likes to stir the pot about issues surrounding stability, security and comfort. And Taurus also rules finances and assets. Um, The last time Uranus was in Taurus was 1934 and it stayed there until 1942. And what was going on back then? The Great Depression and Second World War. But don't worry, (laughs) it's not all doom and gloom. Human consciousness has evolved since then. Some astrologers are predicting change through the likes of cryptocurrency revolutionising society. So just like you and I have a birth chart, people are doing astrology charts for businesses they own too. <laughs> and this has extended to a chart made to help predict the success of cryptocurrency. I'll leave a link on the agenda page if you'd like to explore the astrology of cryptocurrency. That's all from me this week. If you have any astrology questions, I'd love to hear them. Head to
2: FBI's program page, click on Agenda, and flick me an email. <laughs>
1: Amazing. I
2: feel like astrology-themed cryptocurrencies could definitely take off, considering there's some pretty weird cryptocurrencies out there like Dogecoin <laughs> yes. and my personal favourite, um, Coinye. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's time to invest in some Taurus coin. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Definitely <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> you are listening to Agenda on FBO Radio. Up next, we're chatting all things mentorships for thoughts that count. We, we do- want to hear
2: from you about your experiences with mentorships. So text us on 0409 945 945 if you want to give a shout out to your mentor or maybe even request a song dedication. This is Amber Mark with Love Is Stronger Than Pride. I day
0: oh. I and didn't stop living oh. Oh. I Day. Come and go Just about just a
2: That's my thoughts that it's count. Okay, agenda okay, on FBI okay, Radio.. Okay, okay. You
1: you're tuned into agenda on FBI Radio and ahead of the art of mentoring panel, which you're going to hear about um, more later on the show. We want to hear from you about mentorship. Have you been mentored or been a mentor for someone else? Was it through a program or was it more informal?
2: And if you've got a shout out or a song dedication to a mentor or mentee, we'd love to hear from you. So text us on 0409 945 945 And don't forget to tell us your name and where you're from.
1: We did get a lovely text in a bit earlier on in the show um, saying that my mentor is probably my older sister, brilliant and dedicated public educator and advocate. That's a really lovely one. Um, We also just got a text in saying, if we're doing dedications, uh, her name is Annie and I request Solange losing you um, because you probably can't uh, play musical theatre tracks, (laughs) tragically. Uh, We will definitely get Solange up for you shortly. I feel like we've definitely, played musical theatre on the show Yeah, before, no regrets. So. If you have a specific one, please do text in. and we can do our best. Um, Agenda host Katie spoke to us last week about the topic of mentorship and she mentioned that one of her housemates has been a mentor to her in a lot of ways, not only career wise, but giving advice on dating and life in general, which is just as important, but isn't really the first thing that comes to mind when you do think of mentorships.
2: Yeah, and I think from my experience working in a creative industry, you can have these kind of mentorship like relationships with people you work with that just kind of form really organically and informally and I've been pretty fortunate to work with women in my industry who I've learnt so much from in a way that I don't think would have been quite the same in a more formally structured mentorship.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, It's really perfect timing that we're talking about mentorship, actually, because last night I caught up with a small group of friends from my year 12 legal studies class, as well as our teacher five years on from graduating high school. And it was super lovely. It got me thinking a lot about the ways that women can have such a lasting impact on us and then also the way that we like see and navigate the world. And then that got me thinking about uh, how I feel like some of my best friendships are kind of these rad mutual mentorships as well. I have so many incredible people in my life who I can kick back and relax with, but who are also constantly teaching me so much about the world and about myself. And because I have friends who work and study across such a breadth of fields where always kind of mentoring each other depending on what our strengths are, which is really cute. Mm. Um, Of course, there are a lot of situations as well where mentorship programs can come in handy, especially if you're starting out in an industry or you're working freelance and don't have a lot of opportunities to learn from others in your industry. There are a lot of really great programs out there like
2: Audiocraft's Ladies Who Listen mentorship program uh, for women in audio and podcasting, which we'll hear a bit more on later and APRA AMCOS's new mentorship program for female screen composers, which actually came after a report last year by Dr. Catherine Strong and Dr. Fabian Knizzo, um which showed that Female screen composers only comprise
1: 13% of APRA's screen composer membership. Such an important program. And there's also the FBI Dance Class program that mentors young women learning to DJ, uh, ICE and Parramatta's All Girl Electronic Workshops, and Music New South Wales Women in Electronic Music program. So much happening in the music space, which is so, so important um, in terms of increasing a sense of support and inclusion in a scene that can often be pretty hostile to young women and femmes. Mm
2: -hmm. We actually heard from Lupa J last week about the Women in Electronic Music program. um, And you can listen back to that chat on our program page at fbiradio.com forward slash programs. Right now, though, we'll hear from Audiocraft's Jess Bineth
4: about their Ladies Who Listen mentorship program. Hi, I'm Jess Bineth and I'm a co-founder of Audiocraft. We're an organisation for Australian radio makers and podcasters and we do a whole bunch of things, including hosting an annual podcasting festival, which is coming up in a few weeks. Uh, We make podcasts, so we have an agency and we work across all different projects. We co-curate the Australian Audio Guide and we run a mentoring program called Ladies Who Listen that pairs up women and gender non-conforming people with others that work in audio So the way the program works is you're matched with another woman working in audio who's a little bit further along in their career and you get access to them for one hour a month for six months. So during this time, it's really a chance to sort of reflect on your career, grow your career, build a professional network, you know, make friends, meet other people and just get some general advice from someone who's done it all before. The way the program sort of came about was, Following on from our festival and our live events, Kate, who I do audio craft with, and I found a lot of women were reaching out to us with questions, you know, about how to break into this space and where they could sort of like find work and, you know, all types of questions, even, you know, what mic should they buy? And we thought that this was really great. We were really excited about this. And it was so fantastic to be meeting other women uh, working in this space. But it was a little bit complicated because we really wanted to help, but we didn't always think we would the best placed people to actually provide that help but we had our own networks and we're quite well connected to a lot of amazing producers We're very lucky to have sort of worked places like the ABC and community radio where we'd received really good mentorship in the past so we thought we really need to connect these women reaching out to us with these women uh, who have a whole wealth of experience to share. So that's what we started to do. And we give preference to women of diverse backgrounds and living in geographically isolated areas, basically to those people who might have limited access to networking opportunities And we uh, sort of set out a criteria and some really sort of structured guidelines and off they go. We check in with them a few times. We host sort of an event at the end of the year that brings everyone together, which is so nice. And the program basically then runs itself. We also set up Ladies Who Listen because, yes, there was this clear demand for it, but we recognised a unique opportunity with podcasting. You know, media is traditionally quite male dominated, even though there's a pretty even split with men and women working in media. It's about 50-50. Women are still coming up against a whole bunch of historic barriers in the workplace and the gender pay gap is still really widespread. But podcasting being an emerging art form means there's an opportunity here to sort of write some of this gender balance and, you know, hopefully hit reset a bit. But because it is emerging, it means it's quite competitive and it's a non-traditional career path. So for women in particular, we found that there were a lot of questions around how to break into it and we want to see those women break into podcasting. So we set up Ladies Who Listen, which we hope sort of enables women to kind of help each other along and, and give advice and we find a lot of our mentees becoming mentors in the next round and it's kind of like this beautiful pay it forward experience that... we hope is raising the bar of the quality of audio that's being produced by women in podcasting. Mentorship has always been really important, but it's kind of taken on really different forms. I guess I've always sort of approached mentorship as there's this amazing woman who I really want to learn from. So I'm going to try and get a job with her, which is pretty hard, but it's worked for me a few times. Or equally as hard, really, I've just tried to make friends with them. And many women who I've sort of like listened to their work over many years and had so much admiration for, I've managed to sort of meet them and become friends with them and in terms of mentoring, it's quite informal. But I've also just reached out cold to people as well and asked them for like very specific advice that I needed at the time. And I guess what I've learned about mentorship by going about it cold is that the best thing to do is just be straight up with a person. So if there's someone who you'd really like to reach out to, to mentor you, be really explicit about it, write to them and say, I'm looking for a mentor and then let them know why. Give them a really concrete goal and make sure that goal is realistic. Writing to someone and saying, I really, you know, want to work at Gimlet, Can you help? Like, that's just way outside the scope of what is possible, and you're unlikely to have much luck there. So, be really realistic about what you'd like to achieve. And then, once you've sort of got that concrete goal, you'll know how much time you need. So, chances are you're reaching out to someone because they're amazing and therefore they're really busy. So they are going to want to know how much of their time this is going to take up. Maybe it's a coffee. Maybe your question is really the sort of thing you can knock over in one coffee and just say that. Or maybe it's, you know, more project oriented and it's going to take a few months and, you know, you want to meet up with them once a month for an hour to address this specific thing. I think it's really important to sort of set those expectations up really early and set out some boundaries. People will really sort of respond quite well to that because they can kind of look at their life and what's going on and, you know, make sort of a a thoughtful decision about whether this is something that they can take on and be in a position to really give you what you need. And then it's really important to respect those boundaries. If you say you're going to sort of catch up once a month for an hour, don't be texting and emailing them you know, every few days in between. So yeah, I find that people are really flattered when you reach out to them to ask them about being their mentor, but just make it really clear about what you need and how much time it's going to take. So, you know, at its core, mentorship is really just about becoming friends with people and sort of building your networks. So approach it that way because when we sit down with each other and we chat and we really listen to each other, I've found that it's in those moments that I've had the biggest turning points in my
1: career. That was Jess Bineth from Audiocraft. And if you want to find out more about their programs, the Audiocraft Podcast Festival is happening on June 2 at UTS. It's a jam-packed program full of big industry discussions, workshops, and lots of listening. And there's a whole heap of fun stuff happening like a pod fair, podcast speed dating, and not gross networking drinks. Head over to audiocraft.com.au for all of the details and to buy tickets. Stick around because
2: we'll be hearing more about mentorship in the arts up next. But first, this is the new one from Chicago rapper Cupcake. It's called Quiz, and it comes with a language warning.
5: Never looking at the cost. Money filling up the vault. My word be the law. Uh, Bitch is scary like saw. Let it be known if a bitch act grown I'm coming strapped up like a bra She tried but the bitch fell Like I forgot to put down the salt. Yeah. A honey on the e-way Shotgun in a briefcase Spill a bitch brain Suck like raspberry cheesecake I got so much money up on the line I had to put that shit on freeway will be your DM ain't nobody buying Now you sell pussy on eBay Bitches ain't no shit Sticky fingers, I'm slick. I'm slick Niggas claim that they charged up But got a whole shortage in their dick what? Check stubs look lit what? Money double like twist. Fuckers don't know who they wanna be Like they playing in a movie split The tea that I sip, it burn lip Fly little bitch, put my name on the blimp What the man know I'm hot, checked him. Bitches be fucking for a box of shrimp okay. That can never be me niggas Thirsty, drink some Fiji wrist Ice, be so creamy So we name it, and she How the fuck your inches Longer than your money bow, 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 bow. How you hit it What's they in your undies? Ow! ow, ow, ow. claim they the realest, I'm like, kill it, don't get me started. Be the same bitches that lying, blaming it on other people like they farted. Steak Uber boy through the drive-through, I'm trying to give me some papas. Pie Ball like 20 wings, you would think I'm about to split it with fat guys. Night battle Uber man, some the depends on how to live fly. Boy, he could keep the 50 cent and change, get rich or die trying. I get no days off, yo dick is way soft. My niggas dropping them pounds off like they into weight loss. Ball hard, but I hate off. Switch on me, that may cost Nigga said he wanna see me, but he broke Might as well be Ray Charles Cause you ain't seeing me Don't give a fuck who you be yeah. Everything custom that you see Made my jacket Spike Lee Damn, yeah. Money me. all on the floor But I clean it up for oh. your nigga Nilly I told him spell my name with his tongue That's a key in the beat ah. Giggity, giggity, bitches and silly G. All of my enemies try to get rid of me I got the victory, shotgun big me Watch your stuff cause the blood's so slippery I'm that popular, the man Better pussy, smell like cam Drop that money, Uncle Sam Scam a nigga it is longer than your money ow, 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 ow. How you stains with stains in your undies ow, 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 ow.
1: The music on today's show has been curated by Music New South Wales to showcase women in electronic music
4: Warning, this track contains strong language
6: down Yeah, you like that. Bad bitch, cute face. Yeah, you like that. Don't be surprised if I ask what a bag is.
2: city girls with where the bag at you're listening to agenda on fbi radio and katie had a chat to penelope benton and kobe edgar this week about the art of mentoring which is a conversation happening today as part of movers and makers 2018 at parramatta artist studios
7: so I'm joined in the studio now by uh, Kobe Edgar Assistant Curator of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Art at Art Gallery of New South Wales, and Penelope Benton, the General Manager at NAVA. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. You're welcome. I wanted to have a chat to you about the conversation that's happening as part of um, an all-day program at Parramatta Artist Studios today called Movers and Makers 2018. Um, so my understanding of it is that NAVA is putting on a kind of discussion called the art of mentoring Uh, and Penelope you're moderating it and I wanted to ask you um, why it's important for Nava to discuss mentoring in building a sustainable contemporary uh, visual
8: arts practice. Yeah thanks Katie. Um, Nava's long-term focus is on developing networks skills and uh, a national voice among Australian artists and key to this is essentially increasing knowledge sharing and boosting confidence among the sector. So we think mentoring, supporting and learning from each other and generally working together in different ways is really super important and ultimately vital for artists to build sustainable practices. So uh, will the conversation be about formal and informal kind of mentorship?
7: Absolutely, yes. And who is uh, speaking on the on the panel? Are we calling it a panel or a conversation?
8: <laughs> Both. Okay. A conversation on in a panel. Great. <laughs> um. As well as Kobe, who is here, uh, Talia Smith is joining us. Talia is an artist, writer and curator, originally from New Zealand, who is currently based in Sydney. Um, she's also the chair of Runway and co-founder and director of artist-run initiative Cold Cuts. Um, she also currently works at Works in Campbelltown Art Centre as an educator. And Josephine Skinner, who is co-director and founder of recently opened Cement Fondue in Paddington. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Um,
7: and, Kobe, do you have any kind
9: of experience with uh, informal or formal mentorships in your curatorial practice? Heaps. I think that, <laughs> you know, curatorial work in itself is um, almost a mentorship ongoing, <laughs> like working with artists in different capacities and art workers, um, especially when you work for a state institution, you're there to facilitate research and facilitate artists coming down to look at their family. Family's work or their work, so there's always conversations, ongoing conversations with people at different levels of the sector.
7: Have you ever? I mean, I haven't done this, but I feel like it's something that maybe people have done. Have you ever approached someone to be like a formal mentor, or does it just happen out of natural kind of conversations and progressions around your practice?
9: When I first got into curating, I did seek out, um, you know, uh, an Indigenous curator to kind of mentor me but um I picked probably the busiest person and never got a reply (laughs) um and you know after curating for a few years what happened is um you, you just form relationships with particular people and um I formed a relationship with Clotilde Bullen um earlier when I first moved to Sydney and we both moved here from different states to work and um since then she's kind of informally mentored me just keeping me up to track um you know up to speed with what's going on in the aboriginal arts world especially as someone who's worked in an institution for 10 years plus um she gets it and it's it's good to have someone to bounce off of that isn't a part of the institution that i work in um i think that's really really important just to be able to get that perspective i guess from someone else and she's also a bit of a boss so (laughs) (laughs) she's such a boss. So we've spoken
7: on Agenda before about a number of different mentorship programs like Ladies Who Listen, which is kind of an uh, audio program for female identifying people um, run by Audiocraft. We spoke to Lupa J last week about Women in Electronic Music, which is run by Music New South Wales. Um, Do you think that, I mean, this is a question for both of you or either of you, uh, do you think that visual arts could benefit from similar autonomous mentorship programs?
9: I think formalising it would be really great. I think that especially within the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander art sector, we we look after each other. We don't compete. We're always, you know, asking each other for advice. It happens naturally, very, very naturally. And I think, you know, being able to formalise those kind of structures within um, that we create ourselves would be um, amazing, you know.
8: Yeah, I completely agree. I think um, visual arts could absolutely benefit from programs like this and yeah music really have it sorted. (laughs) Um, Probably the closest example I can think of in our sector is the work that Elvis Richardson has been doing. Elvis as you your listeners probably know is an artist and activist who founded Countess in 2008 as a blog um, to expose gender inequality in the arts or inequity and since launching her major report in 2016 she's been working with and training other women to to know how to use her data collection methods to collect and analyze the data to sustain the important work that she started.
7: Yeah, it's never I mean, it's never really occurred to me to approach someone to be my mentor, but I think there are so many great mentorship programs. One of the things that I really learnt from talking to someone about um ladies who listen, she kind of had like a guideline a sheet set out for mentorship programs that they gave out to all the mentees and mentors, and one of the things that they listed were um being respectful of your mentor's time. So like Mm. going to wherever they are and going to get like buy them a coffee or, you know, like kind of that exchange of uh, knowledge on both sides and both parties getting something out of it. I found really interesting. So I think it would be great to have a set of processes for how to approach mentorship in visual arts. Um, Is that something that Nava's working on or has in the pipeline?
8: (laughs) Yes, we do. Um, Yeah, we're currently working on getting some funding for two new mentorship initiatives that we're really, really excited about. Um, But otherwise, yeah, professional development is a key component that NAVA makes um, and key commitment that NAVA makes to our members and um, so much so that some refer to NAVA as an art (laughs) mum, someone that you can call or go to for the answers to both the big and the little questions. And just in general, our professional practice program, which includes grants and scholarships, um, but we also have training and information on how to apply for grants and scholarships, which is a big part of the mentoring work that we do. We have over 100 guides and fact sheets on how to do all the the things, um, as well as the code of practice, which um, sets out best practice for artists working with galleries, organisations, government, dealers, all the things. Um, And the code really includes things like rates for artist fees and wages, arrangements with commercial galleries and public institutions, what should be in contracts, um, fairness in art prizes. It also outlines artists' rights with intellectual property, and other things tax insurance workplace health and safety but even on a more personal level as well as all this I guess fact sheets we're also really into offering insights into practice which is a major I guess focus of our artist files that we have on our website of um, artists just talking about their journeys how did they get started as an artist what have been the key challenges um, what are their what are the highlights um, and think lessons learned and sharing that kind of information with people really helps, um, you know, realize that, you know, all the hiccups that you find yourself on are like just part of the thing and how to move through it. Yeah, I really like the term art mum. I think
7: that's a... Such an art (laughs) mum. Well, I just think that I know so many different art mums who are, you know, not necessarily mums or women. They're just people that have uh, mentored me in, like, really informal ways. So I think it's really nice to acknowledge that um, that can happen in a lot of different ways as well. It does, yeah. And there looks like there will be some really great programs as part of Movers and Makers, I guess, around this kind of, Uh, Structure of how to help emerging artists and how to kind of formalise those processes. Do you know what some of the other programmes that will be at Parramatta Artist Studios today? I do.
8: I do, and it's a massive day. It's a huge day, which starts with a dog breakfast, Um, pizza, and Nani's Trivia hosted by (laughs) Chris Dolman and Gary Trin. But after the mentoring panel, which is in the morning, there will be eight uh, organisations spruking upcoming opportunities to apply for, including Nava's. Laura Pike will be talking about coming grant opportunities. Honor um, Eastley from the Starving Artist podcast is hosting a discussion between uh, writer Sophie Kai, executive producer of FBI's Canvas, uh, Sabella D'Souza, and art critic and lecturer Andrew Frost. And they're talking about coverage, critiquing and writing. And in the afternoon, Salotti Tuale is um, hosting a conversation about Flying Solo, which is with unrepresented artists um, Dennis Baboy, Erin Coates and Sarah Goffman. So many amazing things so
7: good. that people can get along to, and they're all free all as well. All free.
0: Wow.
7: Um, uh, Penelope and Kobe, thank you so much for coming in to talk to me today uh, on Agenda. This might throw you a little bit, ba- because we didn't have time to prepare it, but I'm wondering if you have any last uh, mentors that you would like to give a shout-out to or even dedicate
9: a song to. <laughs> oh, that's right.
8: nice. Off you go. Dear
9: <laughs> I'm Lord. a big fan of love song <laughs> dedications. So. <laughs> Um. Gosh, I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Yes, perfect. <laughs> um, to Clotilde Bullen. Oh, that's so And a nice. big thank you to Kara Pinchberg, who's the senior curator who mentors me every bloody day. So good. Penelope,
7: do you have any mentor shout-outs or should we leave it on that? Yeah, leave Whitney it on. Whitney Houston. <laughs> <out>. me, <leave laughs> on. On Thanks so much.
0: It's And I will be next.